0: Morning, when all the dead in Christ shall rise. I'll have a new body, praise praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life. soul. In weakness, raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, I'll have a new home, glory, 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 with the redeemed dead. There'll be no more sorrow. No more pain. There'll be no more strife. No more strife. Yes, raising the likeness In of my i like ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord. I'll have a new life, life eternal, life, free. free from every imperfection. Youthful I'm and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord I'll, I'll Praise Lord, Lord. I'll have a new life. Lost in victory I'll have
1: a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life
0: I'll have a new home Glory, glory Never stand There'll be no more sorrow No more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raise the likeness likeness I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Life eternal One, a hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new New life, eternal grace, All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around.
1: the
0: Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with a reading no Never God stand, stand. Be no, more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no more strife, strife. No strife. yes, raising the likeness, in of its sight. likeness, You're ready to live, I'll be glad. glad, I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new,
1: new life, each Good morning, good evening. Wherever you may be, welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to let you know that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see, in him and him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. But my goal here is very simple, that is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for our study segment that's coming up. When we have a new segment that we're going to be introducing. But first, a few things along the way. And the first is Headline News. Well, get this, folks. PBS has struck a deal with Apple TV, and the iconic Holiday Peanuts Classics are going to air on television the way it has been for decades. Many fans of the Peanuts Classics voiced disappointment when it was announced that the animated movies would not be airing on television during the holiday season and would be exclusively available for viewing on Apple TV. I bet you didn't know that. After some pushback, it appears that some of the films will now be aired on PBS or for free on Apple TV. A Charlie Brown Christmas and a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will now be airing on PBS Kids at specific days and times. The... Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will be airing November the 22nd at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And it will also be available to stream free on Apple TV November the 25th through the 27th. Additionally, A Charlie Brown Christmas will air on PBS Kids on December the 13th at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And that viewing on Apple TV will be uh, on December the 13th as well. There you go, folks. There you go. Isn't that something? Now, after some pushback, Peanut Specials to air on TV after all. The world is right again, folks. The world is right again. Well, now get this. You won't believe this. A Christian convert imprisoned in Iran has received 80 lashings. You know what for? For drinking communion wine. That's right, folks. Zaman Fidei, who goes by the name Sahib received the lashing sunday as part of a 2016 conviction for drinking wine during a communion service he is serving a six-year sentence just for being a christian In iran muslims are now allowed to drink alcohol except religious minority groups but iran does not recognize former muslim converts as christians Fidei was arrested with Pastor Yusef Nardarkini and four other members of Yusef's church in May of 2016. Fidei and two other converts were sentenced to 80 lashings for drinking communion wine. Yuhan Amidi also received in October his lashings. State Department spokesperson Morgan Artegas said, It's deeply disturbing to hear these reports. This guy has already received two years in prison for belonging to a house church. We condemn these unjust punishments and urge Iran to allow all Iranians the freedom to practice their beliefs. There you go, folks. Can you believe that? Christian convert imprisoned in Iran receives 80 lashes for just drinking communion wine. Mm. And more do we complain about our problems here in America. Whew. Now this is something of a miracle. Michael Kanapsky. 45 has received a second lease on life after hiking in Mount Rainier in Washington State, where he got lost and faced blizzard like whiteout conditions that seemed to have ended his life. On the morning of November the 7th, Kanapsky was going on a snowy hike with a friend in Mount Rainier National Park. They later separated as his friend continued to ski. And they were going to meet later on as planned. Kanapsky, however, never showed up as the weather took a drastic turn for the worse. I was pretty close to the end of the trail. Then it turned into a whiteout condition and I just could not see anything. I'm not sure what happened next, but I think I fell. Knapsky's friend reported him missing that day. Three National Park Service teams conducted a search early that morning, but due to cloudy weather conditions, they could not send the helicopter team until that afternoon. Eventually, he was found by the helicopter researchers, but was unconscious with barely a pulse and his temperature had dropped to 16 degrees. Or the temperature had dropped 16 degrees. Kanapsky was taken to Harborview Medical Center where he went into cardiac arrest. They worked on him for hours on end trying to restart his heart. Two days later, Kanapsky woke up. He came back from the dead, the doctor said. Maybe not medically correct terminology, but his heart wasn't beating for more than forty five minutes. It's just plain amazing, and a miracle. There you go, folks. God is great. Lost hiker rescued, resuscitated after his heart had stopped for 45 minutes. Amazing. God is indeed great. And that's our headline news for this broadcast and now this day in church history in 1430 the Burgundians sell Joan of Art to the English in 1706 Reverend John Williams returns to a hero's welcome in Massachusetts on this day in church history, one of the last released of 109 captives taken from Deerfield two and a half years earlier, he will write a bestseller called The Redeemed Captive Returning to Zion. In 1899, on this day in church history, President McKinley tells five visiting clergymen he had not wanted the Philippines. Since they had come into the care of the United States, he had gone down on his knees and prayed to the Almighty God for guidance what to do with them. The answer he believed was that there was nothing left for us to do but to take them all and to educate the Filipinos and uplift and civilize and Christianize them, and by God's grace to do the very best we could do for them as our fellow men for whom Christ had died. In 1988, Richard Foster and some of his friends create Renovere, an organization to equip people to become deeply formed followers of Jesus Christ. And that's this day in church history. Now we have a new segment called Thankfulness. This segment has select verses that remind us to be thankful to God. Ezra chapter 3 verse 11 is the verse of the day for that. Ezra chapter 3 verse 11. With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord. Because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Amen, folks. Amen. Firm foundation is laid. No other laid other than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And what a time to be thankful. And now we have this. (laughs) And now we have name that Bible character. There you go, folks. There you go. We have a little bit of fun with this. Name that Bible character. Here is your clue. Here is your clue. King Asa of Judah died due to a severe disease of part of his body. What part of the body am I? Here's your clue one more time. King Asa of Judah died due to a severe disease of part of his body. What part of the body am I? We will reveal the final answer to that tantalizing question following our study So Stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final conclusion of Name That Bible Character. Now we come to our study segment for this broadcast. We're going to be talking a little bit about death. Get your cup of coffee, get your Bibles ready. And let's just dig into the powerful words of God. I just want to be frank with you today and a little bit more somber and sober. We have had uh, many folks to lose their loved ones. And I want to talk a little bit about death. It's not a nice subject. It's not one of those subjects that you can just pat yourselves on the backs for and get too excited over. But yet, I think we can. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about what do we do when we lose a loved one? And I want to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. And we'll finish the rest of that chapter the next time we come together, Lord willing. So we want to talk about death. We want to talk about what it means to lose a loved one who is a believer, who is a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'd like to begin in verse 13. Let's read it together, friend. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren. Concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So, Paul, right off the bat, wants to give all of us, those who are believers, those who follow Jesus, those who have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, he wants to give you and I and all of us some encouragement when we lose someone close and dear, someone that we love, someone in the church, someone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, what do we do? But first of all, what it doesn't say is that you may not grieve. Paul says, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. You see, we grieve in a certain way. Our grief is different. We buried our loved one. My stepsister Deborah. In Rinkin, Georgia. But my grief. Is different. Your grief. Is different friend. And brother and sister in Christ. He says I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you not to know. Something very very crucial. Concerning those who have fallen asleep. See, he talks about this falling asleep. You see, they're not gone. Lest you sorrow at others. We grieve in a certain way. Our grief is different. Just get that and hold on to that. It's a grief that is hopeful. It's a grief that is without despair. It's, it's sorrow without defeat. It's sadness without hopelessness. I felt a weight of sorrow, and yet at the same time, I felt this thrill of hope. It's a grief, Paul says, that is temporary. It has an end. And so Paul wants to point back in order for us to move forward. And he's going to anchor our future hope in the past. Notice what he says in verse 14. For if we believe, hold on to this hope, folks. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in who? Jesus. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we have this fantastic event that occurred at the death of Lazarus. Jesus had a very special relationship with Martha and Lazarus and Mary. It was so wonderful that later on in this chapter, Jesus would weep. It's the first time and only time that it talks about Jesus in this way. Beautifully. All human and yet God at the same time weeping for those he loves so dearly. And as he came into Bethany near Jerusalem, it talks about the fact that Martha came out to meet him and said basically, Lord, if you had been here, this is in uh, John chapter 11, verse 22. He says, My brother would not have died, but now, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you, Jesus said in verse 23. Your brother will rise again. Isn't that wonderful, folks? What a beautiful statement. And it's the kind of statement that we can hold on to when we lose those that we love who have died in Christ Jesus, believing on Him, who have given their life over to Him. Verse 24, it says, that Martha said to them, I know that He will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Verse 25, underline this, folks. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe that, friend? You see, it is that weight of sorrow when we come together and have a funeral. But it is a thrill of hope that we know that what Jesus is saying there, that whoever believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, and is come into the world. You see, Paul anchors our future hope in the past. You see, our loved ones have moved on. They have not just ceased to exist. They have not just ceased and faded into obscurity. They have moved on, gone on. Because Jesus conquered death, our loved ones will too. Because Jesus lived, they will too live. Because Jesus rose from the dead, they will rise again. And just like Mary, just like Martha, just like Christ, we grieve in times of loss. In these last days, the pain and sorrow is real and powerful, but it is a grief that is temporary because it is set and anchored in the future belief that Jesus died and rose again. And Paul said to emphasize, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. That's our future We can grieve, but it is a grief that is special and unique and different. We grieve in a certain way, because that way is hopeful. That way is anchored in the past, where Jesus died and rose again. We believe that, and we look to the future, as Paul says, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Amen, folks. Amen. And glory, hallelujah. And we need to be encouraged and comforted with this. And there's Paul is going to say some other things, too. We're going to talk about that next time we come together. So stay tuned as we continue to talk about these powerful verses to remind us. That we have a future in Christ, our loved ones have not died and are not just carcasses, but they are in the hands of Jesus. They're just sleeping, and we'll meet them one day. Well, folks, I tell you why what, what a what a powerful and comforting set of verses. And First Thessalonians chapter four, Woo! it's just a great encouragement, especially especially given those emotional moments, sorrowful moments, painful moments, whenever we lose those that we hold so so dear. A comforting and encouraging message. Stay tuned. Next weekend for that conclusion. And now, folks, we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. King Asa of Judah died due to a severe disease of part of his body. What part of the body am I? Well, it was his feet. His feet. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12. And Asa in the thirty and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet. Until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. King Asa of Judah died due to a severe disease of part of his body. What part of the body am I? His feet. In name, that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower, for the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ, by submitting to him repentance, and giving yourself over to baptism, and you will be redeemed. Cleanse of your sins, you will be blessed, you will find peace that passes all understanding. My goal here is very simple, that is, to encourage you, friend, along the way, to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you this, what a privilege it has been for me to have you walking along my side during this show. Thank you for that. And may God bless you.
0: All the gold in California is it- Middle of Beverly Hills in somebody else's name. So if you're dreaming dreamin about going dreamin to heaven, it don't matter at all what your riches are. Jesus Christ is the only way. The only way. Gotta get to work, today. Get to work Ooh, today. I've got another big I'm building up my IRA For days to come I'm tearing down my older barns And building up bigger ones Retirement is coming on It's the American way All the gold In California is in a bank In the middle of Beverly Hills Then somebody else's name So if you're dreaming, dreaming About going to heaven It don't matter at all What your riches are Jesus Christ is the only way, the only way. Friends, don't trust in don't what you've got. No. You got Even if it's is a lot. I have to warn your money's not all it seems to be. True riches are in the Lord and living just by his word. Now don't forget all you've heard that he's the only way. All the way. Is in a bank in the middle of Beverly Hills In somebody else's name So if you're dreaming About going to heaven It don't matter at all what your riches are Jesus Christ is the only way